Hey, everybody. Robert here from the Keep Your Hat On podcast. We're taking a week off, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed, so here's some of the best of our early episodes. Don't worry, we'll be back September 24th with an all-new episode. Until then, grab a tasty beverage of your choice and, you know, abide. And remember, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here. See y'all soon. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests as individuals and do not necessarily reflect those of advertisers or sponsors. This show is intended as entertainment and commentary only. The producers strive for verisimilitude, but nothing said on this podcast should be taken as fact by the listener or viewer without performing due diligence. And we're back. This is Keep Your Hat On, the show where even we don't know where we're going to go. And next up, this is the segment that we call... Lamest Conspiracy Ever. So what do you got for us, Robert? Oh, uh, well, let's let's talk about this. Does does Australia really exist? Does what? Yeah. You mean you mean the island continent in the South Pacific? Yeah. Last uh, time the, I checked. The place the place where the British sent their uh, criminals. Ah, you're getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting close. I'm still in Portland. Oh, Chris! Chris is yeah. He's, <laughs> Chris he's is still in Portland too. So, I can hit him from here. So, so okay. Obviously, there's yeah. there's an answer here that that we're not expecting. I mean, I me I would out, assume. Just let me read this out loud to you. And and uh, um. All right, we'll link, link down below link in the comments. <laughs> know your meme, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So the original post read like this: Australia is not real. It's a hoax. <laughs> made up for us to believe that Britain moved over their criminals to someplace. In reality, all these criminals were loaded off the ships into the waters, drowning before they could see land ever again. <laughs> yeah. That's not and very I, British. It's not very That's harsh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in reality, uh, well, no, this is the, the criminals, so they could never see land again. It's a cover-up uh, for one of the greatest mass murders in history, made by one of the most prominent empires. Australia does not exist. All things that you call proof were actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. <laughs> Your Australia friends? Yeah, they're all actors and computer-generated personas. Part of the plot to trick the world. So instead of crisis actors, does that make these people crikey actors? <laughs> Had to. Put on bump. Had to. Put on bump. Well done. Thank you very well much. Done. I do two shows, 7 and 9.30, yeah. try the deal. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so what you're Don't describing here, money. <laughs> what you're describing here is one hell of a conspiracy. Yeah. I'm, because not only does it, I, I mean, do you have the conspiracy in time of the British British prison ships and the cover up, but it's it's a transgenerational conspiracy, and well, and, and everybody has to buy into and, it. To that's just it, it. And transnational too. You got to get all the rest yeah. of the world to play along with this, Absolutely. except for maybe the third world and, nations. And 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 so you're banking on everybody who knows about it. Not spilling the beans. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, uh, wow, that's that's a lot of faith. 
the the thing about that though is does it really does it really take generations after generations if you just pass it down to an elite few after a few generations nobody's really going to know unless the, the top echelon of the government is you know of the empire is is uh, the, uh, the elite taking care of it once that, it's all in place right you just leave it in place isn't that its own conspiracy you. theory though that we have uh, to revisit the, the well the, we're just going down this rabbit hole so trilateral you know, commission it's the illuminati got to tell you man if Australia really doesn't exist, that's a hell of a snow job, and it has taken a lot of man hours. Well, except for the fact that there's not a whole lot of snow in Australia, I don't think ever. But you know, that's a different topic. I just what happens? If, what happens if you get in a boat and accidentally run into it? So, here's the deal: if you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. Okay. The plane. Uh, the plane pilots are all in on this. Uh, and I would assume that uh, the ship captains are the as pilot well. cabal. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, they're all in on it and uh, have, in actuality, only flown you to islands close nearby, or in some cases, parts of South America. So Australia really lives in South America. Oh, because they're so similar. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, so, so there's. I, I picture this this thing going on in the red carpet club at the airport, where where you know the <laughs> the pilots are you know wink nudging each other. Go, yeah, doing the, oh, yeah I'm going to Australia today. <laughs> I'm to head to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Michael, your stalwart announcer here, the voice of the Keep Your Hat On podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the shows we put out every month and the bonus goofiness we try and throw in. If you do, we'd really appreciate your support. While we'd love it if you could help us out with a monthly donation by heading over to patreon.com slash nbbn, Please don't forget that you can also support us by telling your friends, relatives, the hot Amazon delivery guy, hell, your potted fern about the show and do the like, click, and subscribe thing. That's free and it helps us out more than you might suspect. We just want to keep putting something good out into this bananas world at this extra bananas time and we want you along for the ride. No matter what, thanks so much for audio visualizing. Now, Let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome to Keep Your Hat on the Show, where, hell, even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friend, Chris Vacano, and my other good friend, Robert Anthony, and our new good friend, Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson. How you doing, guys? Yeah, doing great. Yeah, somebody awesome, start man. talking. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're just here, as we say, we're just here. I'm talking to the wrong camera. Good thing I'll fix that in post. We're just here to have a good time, kind of hang out, and talk about shit that we find interesting. And we find a lot of shit interesting. But uh, I don't know. Anybody had anything interesting that's happened this past week? I know, Mark, you got your first uh, coronavirus stab. I got stabbed uh, on Friday by a uh, fabulous uh, young nurse. Of course, at my age now, it's funny. Everybody under 30 looks the same age. I'm having that thing happen. Oh, that's happening and, to me, um, and I'm only in my 50s, buddy. Yeah, uh, it's, oh, just, it, it's weird. Uh, 
Um, uh, you know, remember when you were in your 20s and or actually remember when Vaguely. you were 15 and you could tell like 13 year olds from 14 year olds and like, oh, yeah, by the time you're 20, they all look like they're 10. And by the time you're 30, they all look like they're 10. Yeah. And when some, when you were dating somebody who was one year older than you, you were robbing or they somebody was robbing a cradle. Oh, yeah, oh, it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. She's out there. She knows who she is. Um, I will say this, though. It's like one of the great things was a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of friends who are uh, twitchy about getting uh, stabbed. It's like, oh, I hate needles and stuff. It's like uh, this nurse was freaking brilliant. And it's like, I don't know if you guys have been stabbed enough to can tell when the nurse actually knows what they're oh, doing yeah. when, they, when they give you the injection. And it occurred to me that uh, that they've had a ton of practice. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all the she, all uh, the oranges that have been stabbed in the name of medical science. You, know, <laughs> kind of, you wonder. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's it. I had a friend of mine that just went through uh, phlebotomy training and she was saying, seriously, I've eaten so many goddamn oranges because I, we just go through them. And so I've been orange, orange jello, orange. I yeah. guess the I guess the real uh, the real good analog is actually not an orange. It's a grapefruit. A grapefruit has very similar surface tension to human skin, and so the next time, so wait, I'm, you do, do you peel it first, and then you do that little membrane no, thing, or do you actually? No, they're just stabbing at random oh. fruit. Yeah, oh. it's kind of like fruit yeah. ninja in the medical world. But <laughs> uh, when folks are training to be, uh, um, uh, or practicing their tattoo artistry, yep, uh, in the beginning they use grapefruits and oranges grapefruits oranges oh, and and wow. and uh and uh pig pig fat and uh pig huh. skin yeah they'll go out I will say, it's a it's a great way to wind up with some really nice pork belly after you're done you know? oh i guess that would be an awesome <laughs> approach it's a nice side um, i was thinking the the best um the best stabbing i ever got actually was probably about 20 years ago i was going i think i was when i was going to eastern europe and so i had like this slate of uh, immunizations that was you know this long and I'm thinking, oh, great, here we go. I'm going to get about six of these in a row. And this uh, this woman was, who looked, by the way, she looked exactly like Janet Reno, which was kind of surreal. Um, uh, she was fantastic. And I actually finally commented on this. And I said, you are awesome with the needle. She goes, I'm an acupuncturist, too. There you go. Mine was when I was in the oh. hospital for my, uh, for my spinal in injury back when I was 15, 83. Yeah. And uh, I had this one gal coming in, and she was trying. To, I had to have uh, blood draws uh, twice a day because uh, one of the one of the side benefits of uh, diving into a pool and breaking your neck, of course, is drowning. So um, I had uh, I had about uh, I think they said three quarters of a gallon of chlorinated water in my lungs, and um, so they needed to do blood draws and blood gases. Uh, and so for thirty days, I had uh, two blood draws. And um, this one young nurse was just having, I have rolling veins, I, uh, my veins roll. And this one candy striper was just having a hell of a time with me. And if you're out there, if you're out there, my friend, thank you for your care. You were awesome. And you were awesome, awesome enough to say, this is so not my gig. And um, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get, the uh the anesthesiologist to come in and one of the things that a lot of people don't understand about anesthesiology is you are half anesthesiologist and half phlebotomist because oh. you gotta you gotta wire up everybody you gotta you gotta and you gotta get it right the first time and this guy came in and he looked for all the world 
like he should have been starring in, you know, the thing we do in the shadows. He was as vampire a looking dude as possible. And I was, I was terrified of this guy. He came in and even though I couldn't move, I just clenched up and, uh, he, you know, I said, I, I guess I'm being problematic. And he's like, you will be no problem for me. And I, at that point, I, was, I nearly, I nearly had a spontaneous healing, got up and ran out. But this guy hit me so fast, I didn't know what happened. And then I'm, I'm still thinking that he hasn't done anything to me. And again, I was paralyzed, couldn't use my hands, couldn't move. And, oh, and I got an itch on my nose. And I was like, can I ask a big favor? And he's like, what favor do you need? And I was like, I have an itch on my nose. And he was just, he just reached up and went, that nose? That's a, (laughs) and he just like that. And then I was like, okay, you ready to draw blood? And he's like, oh, I am done. You were in no trouble. Have a nice day. And then and then glided out without touching the ground with his cape <laughs> fluttering behind him. So. Hey everybody, Andrew Scott here from the Keep Your Hat On podcast. I just wanted to take a minute to say thanks for listening and to make sure that you know that there's a video version of our show over on YouTube. Not only do you get to see our lovely faces. And yeah, that's lovely in air quotes. But you also get a look at what we're talking about. And there's slightly different content over there. I mean, like whole different segments, bonus bits, and other stuff that, well, let's just say that it's funnier in your eyes than it may be in your ears. So head on over to the YouTube channel at the link provided in your podcast listening app, click subscribe, and hit that little bell to be notified when new video content goes live. We'll see you there. Well, no, you'll see us there, but you get it. And remember, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here. Thanks. Now let's get back to the show. And welcome back. This is the last chapter of this episode of Keep Your Hat On. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friends Chris Vacano and Robert Anderson, and our special contributor, who you're probably going to be seeing here off and on, mostly on, uh, Dr. Mark Peterson, professor of philosophy in the University of Wisconsin. And uh, Mark, um, you know, you and I how were... Much, ch- how many? How many Where did you get down to, Mark? 7,417. Oh, that's the total. Okay, 7,417 licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Suck on that, Owl! Um, wow. Yeah, well, we, 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 we have no sacred cows here. This is, this is the podcast where all cows are black. That's a philosophy joke for you. Wow, uh, that is an inside joke. It's very way. inside. It's so inside, you have to lick through about 30 in order to get wow, to the center least, of that one. Yeah, I'll keep right. coming at it. I'll keep coming with it. Um, but uh, Mark and I were talking earlier. Uh, Mark and I have known each other now for 30 plus years. He was my, uh, he was my mentor and my, uh, my primary philosophy instructor wow. uh, before I went off to bigger and smaller things at a different college for a little while before I finally punched the cord, bailed out, and became a web developer, which brought me to the West Coast. And here I am. But, that um, was my fallback position, by the way. Uh, what, web developer? 
Um, computer science. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, that's the other thing that Mark and I. That's the other thing that Mark and I share is we have a deep and abiding fondness for um, useless old Unix. computers. Yeah, useless old computers. <laughs> uh, you know, um, K pros. K pros. Awesome oh, machines. Oh, oh, awesome machine. The oh. first time I ever propped that up on my legs and felt that twenty eight pounds cutting into my <laughs> knees and going this is the future the future is here no. and um Good days. Good and time, and man. and of course the ultimate the ultimate text base arcade game ladder which oh. i still you know you can play that online you can play that on the web somebody has come up with right. a ladder clone and it i was just if we're going to revisit those days, I was an Adventure 550 uh, freak oh, yeah. in those days. All yeah, boy. You're in, a, yeah. you're in a maze of twisty passages all alike. That was a good time. Sitting I'm, there playing that in the dark? Yeah, that was all right. And nothing but mm -hmm. nothing but the green screen CRT bathing your eyes. Yeah, uh, that, was, that, was the, that was the Matrix before the Matrix was the Matrix. As soon as I saw the CRT colors of the Matrix, I was like, I'm home. Uh, I know where that me, is. You've yeah. got me desperately trying to remember the game that we used to play in the computer lab in my high school, which was uh, text-based. Uh, basically, was a soundtrack. Uh, well, this was this There's was a Wampus. precursor. Uh, this is a precursor to Doom, where you were put on a map, okay. and the whole point was to actually get run around the map and deathmatch with with each other you would you would hunt each other down uh, it was a wow. network game oh dan see you were that was light years ahead of me network yeah, game years later years yeah. later i mean i started out with a hundred and a hundred and fifty baud modem that literally was handset and um the first time the first time my dad and i got a hard drive to put in that k-pro it was 10 megabytes 10 big megs, and we were like uh, what the what hell are, are we going to do with all this? Nobody knew. Yeah. No. But yeah. 10. And uh, and Turbo, I, I, Turbo I, I Pascal. What... Turbo Pascal oh, yeah. was my second language and Fortran. And yeah, okay. I'm I'm an old geek. But yeah, um, Pascal was my first. And, uh, and I just remembered that the name of the game was Snipe. Oh, sure. I remember oh, yeah. Snipe. Yeah. I do. You're right. That was fun. Actually, there was a version of that. Uh, Mark will remember this. There was a version of Snipe that was playable on the old bulletin board that we used to use uh, back in Wisconsin back in the I day. Love it. Yeah, was it PC Exec? What was the exec, name? Exec Exec PC. Yeah, exec PC. Mark and I were talking last time I was back in Wisconsin. I went and visited him, and uh, he oh, had, he had picked up a bit of a new habit. I'll say habit instead of hobby because we just we don't roll like that. It's not hobbies; it's habits. It still it always reminds me of my uh, my favorite uh, album name by the Doobie Brothers. Uh, you know what were vice what were once vices are now habits. Um, but uh, Mark, you're you're. You've grown in your uh, appreciation and your uh, your accomplished nature as far as the ukulele goes. Now, ukulele has been a trending uh, instrument for about the past decade and some. And, of course, yeah. out here in hipster Oregon, uh, the ukulele is wildly popular. So if you need to bring the band on a road trip, we'll be able to put you in venues. I promise you. <laughs> All right, we'll you. see how it goes. But, I know uh, some of those people out there now. So Yeah, there you go. And you got a, you got a bed to stay in. But uh, we've got a segment here that we call... Music You Didn't Know You Loved. And I'll admit that my knowledge of the uke as, oh. as an instrument is kind of limited. Uh, I remember Robert and I were both really motivated 
uh, back when Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam came out with his ukulele album. Back yes. when he was kind of, I don't know, Robert, would you kind of call that cutting edge for Eddie Vedder back in the day? Untraditional ukulele. And I think that was the thing that lit me up about it. Yeah, I agree. As I've been playing. I've been playing ukulele for a while as well, uh, uh, probably not as long as Mark, but um, yeah, it, it was just very untraditional ukulele stylings, and I and it, it was just it lit me up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, got, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. No, you. So yeah, so I th I must have gotten into the cult uh, about about fifteen years ago. And um, and I can tell you how this happened, though. It's like this is not a new instrument for me. I was since I was born in Hawaii. Um, we had him in the house and um, uh, my dad was in the service. I was born on old tripler in, in uh, Honolulu. And so we had ukuleles growing up and I will. Oh, I look here. Oh, would um, you please? But I will tell you, this is the first song I remember my mother. I'm not going to sing or anything, but I'll give you the gist of it. But this is very old school. Right. So. Um, I hope it's I, I hope it's no no rights no royalties old school, real old school. Okay. Hi everybody, this is Andrew Scott, the host and producer of the Keep Your Hat On podcast. Look. This pandemic has been really hard on all of us. There's no question. Things were so bad for so long. Everybody locked away, praying to stay healthy, hoping for a solution. And for a while, things started legitimately getting better. But now, just when we were thinking we could get back to some kind of normal, we have the Delta variant, which is much more transmissible. Like, 60% more, and it makes more people sicker, including young people. We may be through with coronavirus, but coronavirus is sure the hell not through with us. Feeling helpless feels awful, but we are not helpless. Both of the MNRA vaccines are highly effective against both the Gamma and Delta variant, especially when it comes to keeping people out of the hospital. Statistically speaking, if you get either MNRA shot, your chances of getting coronavirus are very, very low. And if by some unfortunate quirk you do, your chances of passing it on are significantly lower your chances of having to be hospitalized are even lower, and your chances of dying are nearly zero. Yes, both Pfizer and Moderna are working on variant-specific boosters right now. But honestly, any shot of any kind is better than remaining unprotected. Truth is, the more unvaccinated people we have, the more mutations and variants we'll see. And there's a chance they'll be even worse than what we're dealing with now. You're sick of this, we're sick of this. So do what it takes to help fight it. Do everyone a favor. Keep wearing your mask in public, stay vigilant, and get your damn shot, any shot. That's how we fight this fucking virus. For all of us. In the US, 
go to vaccines.gov or contact your local health authority worldwide to find out where to get yours today. This has been a public service message from the KYHO team. Hey, everybody. Chris here from the Keep Your Hat On podcast. We're taking a week off, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. So here's some of the best of our early episodes. Don't worry. We'll be back on September 24th with an all-new episode. Until then, remember, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here. Ciao. And we're back on keep... You coughed right when I was talking. Three, two, one... And we're back on Keep Your Hat on the Show, where hell even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott, along with Dr. Mark C. E. Peterson out in Wisconsin, Robert Anthony uh, over by Fubon uh, Asian Grocery Store, and Chris about seven blocks away from me. And uh, Chris, I hear that you've got... My new favorite thing in the world. A new, A new favorite thing in the world. What's going on? I do. Uh, and this is really, really cool. I'm really excited to share this and talk about it. We'll so, be the judge uh, of that. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I, I, but, but mark my words, it's really cool. Um, so uh, a few weeks ago, I saw an article in the Washington Post about this young lady who uh, has essentially made a career out of domino drops you know where where you set oh. up large complicated mm -hmm. domino art patterns uh and actually it's it's more correctly referred to as domino art um and you know they do the drops and they film them and uh you know this is this is a thing i am i'm sure most people have come across it once or twice but this her story is amazing her name is lily hevish um and she publishes on YouTube under the name Hevish Five, which is, uh, the five comes from the fact that she's the fifth member of her family, and that's how she came up with that name. Um, Fair enough. She got, she got her first set of dominoes when she was about 10 years old, and she started, you know, she would just set up all these, all these interesting, intricate uh, domino, you know, cascade drops uh using that set of dominoes and and just found uh, you know found her passion in it uh at about the age of 15 she set up a youtube channel and started uh publishing domino videos um anonymously under the name hevish five uh but but never exposed who the person was behind hevish five uh until until a couple of years later um and uh, you know, she just sort of kept publishing these videos. She's, uh, she got into competitive dominoes, uh, uh domino art where, wow. and, and this is actually a thing. I mean, there are challenges, there are competitions. Oh yeah. And just for our, our listeners only on the audio side of our podcast, you need to understand something. When we think of domino drops and dominoes, dominoes falling, we think of these, you know, large elaborate patterns that we've seen done in gymnasiums and things like that of dominoes all lined up on their edges. But Lily does something so dramatically different. It's, it, it, it transcends that and goes to the, I didn't know you could do that with those wow. things school. Right. Where she's got 
dominoes stacked on top of dominoes, stacked on top of dominoes, with dominoes trestling over to other dominoes, this, I get nervous as a klutzy disabled person. <laughs> I get nervous just looking at pictures of this setup for fear that if I jostle my desk too much, the whole thing's It'll gonna knock go it over. over. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine imagine the the patience and the the time and I the can't even imagine the patience. No. Well just to, to, not only the well, setup. And, and, and before you do the setup, you have to design it. Yeah, yeah. How how is she designing this? I'm, she, wa- I mean, I'm does guessing she have the engineer degree? No, I'm guessing that she's no. probably using CAD. Um, so, or so some yeah. layout. Well, software. let me let, let me get back to her story because yeah, her Chris story is, is every, know, bit is, me, so sorry. every bit as fascinating as what she does. Chris, would you just get back so, to her story? Chris, yes, Chris, absolutely. get back to her story. Oh, though. I'm so yeah. sorry I took us on this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> would you get back to the story, please? Uh, you yes. did it again. Right. <laughs> Whoops, I did it. Nah, never mind. Oh, um, you remember what happened uh, the last time you yes, sang on an hey, episode? I know. Free Britney's. Yep. Go on. Yep. All right. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> All right. Uh, focus, boys. <laughs> Wrong crowd. So, so, so we don't know so, where we'll end up. She got to about nineteen, and how old uh, is she now? Do you have any idea? She's twenty-two now. Okay. All right. Mm. Yeah. So she got to nineteen, and it was time for her to head off to college. She went and enrolled at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Of so course. this girl is, you know smart as a whip too i i mean obviously and she it, 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 she got in and she was uh i forget exactly what her degree was but it's it's in a stem field and had a connection to culture she realized the domino thing was just taking off for her massively as, as is so often the case with these types of people they start doing something kind of as a lark and put it on youtube and then the next thing you know it has taken over their yeah. lives yeah. and and this oh. did she had to make a really tough tr- tough choice so she dropped out of school and dedicated herself to becoming a full-time domino art professional and uh you know, as far as so, so no engineering degree, no, uh, you know, good education background, but she stopped um, because she found her thing and she's following her passion. And and that's I mean, that's that's what's so cool about this. But but there there's there's some other pieces about this that make her story so remarkable um, within the domino art community. She is she is one of the very few women who actually compete in dominoes mm-hmm. and and she's a regular winner in her competitions not only that she holds the guinness world's record for largest circular uh domino drop with two hundred and fifty thousand dominoes um she has a youtube award she's on the 2020 forbes 30 under 30. yeah she's she's done Domino drops on the Today Show, on the Tonight Show. Well, and she's worked with what Google, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, she, Ford, Johnson and Johnson, Marriott. She she does professional domino drops for these big companies. Ooh, Absolutely, it's for the crew. Well, I'm sure that, that she's got a whole team that she works with. Yeah, I mean, and, you're, you're and jo- they're all you're talking about domino her, official, her YouTube channel. Her YouTube channel has three million followers. And, and, uh, and one I'm billion just, views. Yeah, exactly. Over a billion views on a number of her videos. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that somebody like that has got you know Patreon support and people that are helping fund these things because 
you want to we're you know going back to our discussion of what is art before uh you know yeah. this I was just is going to say i hope the ai doesn't get involved right <laughs> exactly yeah. well um, yeah absolutely but it's a, it's just such a great story that mm-hmm. she's it's just one of those things where it it's something that puts joy in people's lives seeing it seeing the process of it and that's one of the things that i love most about the creators that i follow is not only are they showing you the result of what they were doing, but they also let you into the process. Because for me, I'm a process guy. Um, I like knowing how the sausage is made. As a matter of fact, that was my very first job as a kid, was seven years old, cleaning out blood trays at a butcher across the street from me. Um, But I, I really enjoy knowing the process, because for me, the process is also art. And getting to go along on that ride with a creator or an artist, mm-hmm. I that I can watch. That's one of the reasons why I spend a lot of my a lot of my evening hours watching guys turning uh, knotted up burled wood into amazing, <laughs> you know, uh, on a lathe, yeah. uh, well, and, 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 and watching that process happen. And this is the cherry on top of uh, her story. You know, her her wonderful, delicious ice cream sundae of a story is that to your point about bringing people into the process she just did a deal uh, with a toy company and has released a starter domino set with specially designed dominoes yeah because her dominoes again to be clear to the people listening her dominoes aren't classical dominoes they're not what you think of when you think of domino wait wait they don't have the bead in the in the middle of them no they don't have they the, don't have the, they don't have they've the dots. Got no, they've got no pips. Um, and oh, so they're just they're just pieces of plastic that look like dominoes blocks. for art for art. And 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 oh, they're rounded they're, in a certain way so that now. they drop better. And now they're weighted and everything else. Yeah, uh, they're sport dominoes. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I tend to refer to them as high performance dominoes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pro dominoes. Yeah. Oh, so we would um, not so, see so, those, so, you know. So so she, yeah, so she's done this toy deal to inspire kids uh, and and give them an opportunity to find joy in something that she finds joy in, mm-hmm. and and. To, you know, share, working, to share in that creative process. Absolutely. And 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 to open it up to anybody who wants to participate and rather than a little bit of rather money. than doing this is my thing. You right. Know? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, and well, and that goes back to the discussion, Chris, that we were having before about, you know, a painter in his attic painting only for himself is expression mm-hmm. or herself mm-hmm. is expression. And it's also art. But anytime you get to share the experience with somebody. Um, no matter what it is to me, there's, well, uh, okay. Peterson's gonna, gonna pat me on the back for this or slap me in the head. One of the two haven't decided yet. There is an arete to that. Do I get points? Do I get points? Teach? Do I get points? Um, there is no, and that's still, that's one of my very Greek words. Arete. Excellent. It is a Greek word, and is one of my very favorite Greek words. And yeah, that's that's one of the things that be. Peterson and I bonded on back in the day when I was first in his class, because I was the only one in class who knew what that word meant before we went into that discussion. Of course he did. Of course he yeah, did. Well, hey, thank the Jesuits. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Arete is the excellence in doing a thing, and it transcends just merely that as well, because somebody can be technically proficient at something to the point where they do it and it's perfect, but there's also a spirit implied and a spiritus that's implied 
with that word. And that's exactly what she does. Yeah. Look, knocking down dominoes is just physics. It's mm-hmm. just physics. It is cause and effect and a chain of events. And it's predictable and it's measurable and all that. But what and, she and, does and is she brings what she does what she, what she does is brings a whole different spirit to it, which is why her dominoes look different. Why we're not playing dominoes? We're not slapping things down on a table and taking drags mm-hmm. of your your opponent's cigarette uh, as yeah. a way to rub their nose in it. <laughs> right. This is about something bigger and and greater than just that and the joy that you see and we'll put links to her videos down below the joy that you see in her not only the joy that you see when the thing deploys successfully but the joy in her doing it and at the same time she shares frustrations and all that business as well because i mean it's dominoes there's going to be frustrations there's going to yeah, be right. there's going to be the errant cat walking into something at some point in in, in life oh, yeah. yeah by the way mark where's the cat come on that was a, that was that was a cue exit stage left yeah boomer is right here actually okay. the dog right now is looking at me like he needs something like, come on come on dad well look again well, we are going to put this down wrap this up for us chris yeah i'd like to close out and just say that uh, that she, you know she's not content where she's at she's she she's Good looking towards the future no, she's, she's going to find a way to make this ambition. even she's going to find a way to make this bigger i have and, all and, confidence and, in this woman's ability to blow she, dominoes yeah. up on a global scale Huge. but and she's literally she's, I was just going to say now. Now that I've said that, I kind of question whether or not I should have used that a as a weird, as a but metaphor. okay. She's, right? She set her next target. Uh, it's a very ambitious goal, which is to to get another Guinness World Record for largest domino drop ever, wow. which is going to involve five million dominoes, Jeez. Uh, a large crew of people working for three months to yeah. set it up. And all I can say is, you go, girl. You right? do it. In and, a non-earthquake zone. Or, yeah, I was just going to say, in the, in the middle of, where, where where would that be? Somewhere like Kazakhstan? No, Kazakhstan's riddled oh, with earthquakes. I think they got him there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, we will put links down and below. But until next time, everybody, this has been Keep Your Hat On. I'm Andrew Scott, along with Chris Vacano, Robert Anthony, and Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. Remember, please, to like, click, subscribe. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'll be uh, more than willing to take that support. But until next time, everybody, remember, keep your hat on. As we just proved, we may end up miles from here. Take care, everybody. Wear your mask, get your shot, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, there's a chunk of time you can't get back. From Portland, Oregon, this has been Keep Your Hat On, a big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is a narrowband broadcast network production in association with PodSquadPDX.com. Andrew Scott, executive producer. Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Vacano Creative, Chris Vacano Webmaster. Available at VacanoCreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott. Available at AndrewScottMedia.com. 
got ideas or comments for the show, email us at talkback at kyhopodcast.com. And don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Michael Brumage. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess. Three million fucking dominoes. Holy cow. <laughs> Just, you know, seriously, like it makes me nervous. It makes no, me Andy, nervous Andy, stop, thinking stop, about stop, it. Stop, stop, stop. NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you.